Hey, welcome back, everybody. I got a great show for you guys today. I have two great guests coming up. We have Jen Sugarmeyer, and she is the uh, author of Reset, Five Steps to Reclaim Your Life You You Thought You Lost and Learn to Love Yourself. We're going to be talking about that. And we have another great guest coming on, Amelie Anstett. She is in Chicken Girls on Bratz TV. She's a lot of fun. We're going to talk to both of these amazing women. We're going to talk about what they love to do and talk about their current projects. So let's get it started. You're about to enter a world of creativity and mingle with people that follow their dreams to color your world and brighten your day. From top celebrities to rising stars of tomorrow on the AME Radio Show, the show that is the voice of artists and entertainers everywhere. Now, here is your host, Jason Dowd. All right, we're back. I am ready to get this show underway. I've got a lot of great guests coming on. But I'm going to be taking a little bit of a serious route because I've kind of run into something that I really kind of just need to get off my chest. Maybe just talking out loud might help, but it also might help you in the same sense because you might be feeling the exact same thing I'm going through. So before I get into that, please go check out our website. It's www.theamemagazine.com. While you're there, you'll see everything that is the AME experience, the television, radio, and magazine. You can also sign up for our newsletter. You can subscribe to our um, social media network so you can like us, follow us, whatever it is that, that the lingo is for those. Uh, be a part of that. And you can download our apps for our Apple or Android platform completely free. So we'll keep you in the know of the AME experience. And if you want to find some inspiration, that's what we love to do here. We love to inspire you. Go check out some of our past interviews. Go check out some of our past articles. Um, these people will inspire you. And that's what I really, I really emphasize here. Because inspiration can make a difference in somebody's life. I promise you that. So go try it out. And don't forget, challenge yourself. Challenge yourself on whatever it is that, it, that, that you're dealing with. If you, want to, um, if you want to try an art form, go try it. If you want to, I don't know, uh, try a sport, pick it up. Just get out there and challenge yourself because if you don't, life's going to be, become very boring. And we don't want that. We don't want a monotonous life. We want something that's exciting, fun, and something that you can enhance the world with around you. Okay. So what I'm going to talk to you guys today about is a problem. You know, I've always believed in the theory that if there's a problem, you should deal with it right away. Because if you don't, I believe that over time it gets worse, um, it lingers, and what could have been probably an easier fix back in the day now turned into a much greater challenge to fix now. And sometimes you might not be able to fix it, or sometimes you still can fix it, because I don't believe it, I don't believe anything's impossible. But what is it going to leave behind? So that's what I'm kind of I'm kind of dealing with right now. I've had a problem that I've been dealing with since God, I can remember. And for the longest time I put it under the rug. You know, I, I just accepted with what I was supposed to be and do every single solitary day and just went along with it. You know, it was carefree. But under, under that, it was festering, it was lingering. That problem that I never, I never fixed and I decided to just kind of push off is now a major problem. And, you know, it's, it's been years. It's been absolute, uh, at, least, at least 30 years that I've been dealing with this. And I just never, I just never tackled it. And I wish I would have done that a long time ago because I think now the damage is going to be five times worse. Um, 
it's going to affect more than just me because there have been so many people that have come in and out of my life throughout these years. Um, it, it affected them somehow, some way too. Every problem does. And I think that's why we don't necessarily worry about these things because, you know, who cares? It's just going to hurt me, you know? But it's not true. Everything that you do in your life has some impact on somebody around you, whether you know it or not. And when you realize it, it makes it that much harder to deal with. So when you fix a problem, you're going to either have to accept a lot of heartache, um, accept a lot of punishment. Uh, you might even have, you might, it may not be that way at all. It might go the opposite way where you have a lot of praise and admiration. But regardless, it's change. And I think that's the thing that we have to worry about the most is change because we don't like change. Nobody likes change. You know, that we're in a comfort zone. We live the way that we live and we don't really want anything to screw with that because we're content where we are. And when you go outside that box, man, that's scary. So I'm really scared right now. I'm really stuck in a, in a situation I don't, know how to, I don't know how to fix. So what I'd like to know is what would you do in a situation, you know, especially a big one that has been on, in, you've been dealing with for, for decades and you know it's going to affect other people around you. How do you deal with it? Do you tackle it head on? Do you ease into it? Um, do you continue to wipe it under the rug and just continue down the road, you know, that you're going? You know, what do you do? Do you fix it? There's so many things that I could be doing right now for this, and it's really gotten it's really gotten under my skin. And I think the more that I've been through this quarantine right now with COVID-19, it's been on my mind a lot longer because for the first time, I've had to slow down. I haven't had to wor- worry about work as much. I haven't had to worry about uh, the radio show as much. Um, everything's been kind of just flowing the way it's supposed to. I've had more time to sleep. I've had more time to reflect. And this is what keeps popping up in my head. Uh, I'm not ready to exactly tell everybody what it is because it's not going to affect everybody. So, you know, I don't really want to just get out there and blast it, but it will it will affect some people, and it's it's definitely affecting me, and it's killing me actually. So, it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to deal with it, but. I guess I can only go by my instincts. I can pray on it. I've been praying on it a lot. And uh, right now I haven't, ha- I haven't heard an answer yet, but that doesn't mean I haven't heard the answer. I may have heard it, and I just didn't hear it. You know what I mean? Uh, you can, you can, somebody can talk to you, and you just don't hear them. And you've missed a very crucial part of an uh, of, of a equation, or they may have told you something very important that you need to hear, and you just, you just tuned it out, you know? That's the problem with distractions. So at nighttime, I've been really trying to just sit back, meditate on this, and try to listen to everything that's being said because it's so vitally important. So what if you guys have gone through anything like this, I'd love to also hear what you've gone through if you're willing to talk about it and um, maybe share it. You know, you can, you know, it doesn't have to go public. I don't have to put it on the radio, but, you know, I do like to hear from you because, uh, you know, you are helping to inspire me to, to fix this problem. And I'm hoping that when I get through this, I'll be able to do the same thing for somebody else. So what, you, what have you gone through? How did you deal with it? You know, did you know that things were going to turn out the way that they did? 
you know, these are things I'd love to hear. I love to hear people's stories. And if you want me to share it with, with the world, I will. But if you don't, that's fine too. You know, um, we, are, we are a network of, of human beings that are there to help each other, be compassionate towards each other, and help, fix solu- and help fix problems so that way we can live a full, healthy life. Because problems bring you down. You know, um, lies bring you down. Sometimes the truth can even bring you down too. But the one thing I have learned is that the truth will, will hurt for a little bit, but a lie will never stop. It will always hurt. And it's the hardest thing to forget. So, you know, that's something I have in my mind as well. So, um, yeah, I guess that's what, uh, what I kind of just wanted to get off my chest, you know, and I'm confused. I feel helpless. And I know that in the long run, everything will work out for the best. I do know that. Whatever, that, whatever the, the path that's going to do and whatever damage it's going to do along the way, it will come out the way it's supposed to be. I just really wish I had learned a long time ago to get rid of some of that hurt before it got too late. Okay, so if you have anything like that, you want to talk to me about it, you have any advice for me, please go check out, uh, go to the website, fill out a form, or go to my email directly. It's the A-M-E experience at gmail.com. That's A as in Apple, M as in Mary, E as in Edward. So go do that. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, I, I really could use some advice, I'll tell you right now. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have Amelie Anstett. She is so much fun, guys. I had her on Skype. I'm going to be putting her on television here, too, on our television show. She is extremely talented. She's a, uh, she's a dancer. She's extremely limber. I was watching some of her videos on uh, Instagram. Holy crap, I wish I could move like that. <laughs> I really do. And if I did that, I would probably have my, my legs snapped in different positions that I could never get back. So I have a lot of respect for this girl. Uh, she's a lot of fun. She's, a, she's a, young, a young lady that's just breaking into her prime, going into what she loves to do and following those dreams. We're here to support her. You're not going to want to miss this. So we'll be right back after this with Amelie instead. I'm Gladdy, the dachshund, the face of Gladdy's goodies. Are you worried about your pet's health? My parents were too, especially since I developed pancreatitis. They couldn't find any treats I could eat, so they made some. Our natural treats are healthy for all dogs, with and without health issues. We have lots of delicious flavors like chicken, turkey, salmon, sweet potato, beef, and more. With our homemade treats, you won't worry about the contents because they have no chemicals, fillers, or bad ingredients. Go to gladdiesgoodies.com now to get your fur friend a bag and pick them up some swag while you're there. You'll be glad you did. Remember, we have the treats and swag to make their tails wag. Again, that's gladdiesgoodies.com. Again, that's gladdiesgoodies.com. Hey everyone, it's Lou Lambros from Stuck in the Middle, and you are listening to AME Radio Show. Whatever it is I do, I try to think oh. about you. I have a love for you, but nothing hides me. Whatever it is I do, I'm always thinking oh. of you. I hope you look at me, you patient
Hey everybody, we are back and I have on Skype video uh, our guest for today. Her name is Emily Aslett and she is in a new t Bratz TV called Chicken Girls and we're going to learn a little bit about her, what she loves about her, her uh, acting and of course a little bit more about Chicken Girls. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. So are you staying healthy? For sure. Trying to keep busy as much as I can, exercising, dancing, and having fun, doing the best we can. <laughs> you know, sometimes we just need to slow down for a little bit, and we can take this time to, to, you know, hone our craft, find things that we didn't know about ourselves and try them. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for a lot of us to do that. Although I am getting a little bit um, claustrophobic. And <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. It's been weird. I live on nine acres, so it's kind of been, I get to go outside, which is really nice and exercise, but it's it's just so weird. I, I was, no one was expecting it, so I think it was crazy how it just hit suddenly. It is, but like I said, you know, you take this time to really review yourself and grow as an artist, and this is a great time to do it. Have, what have you learned about yourself since this particular thing happened? I mean, honestly, it's been so crazy because I've been so go, go, go right now, traveling back and forth to L.A. Like, to come back and be sitting here for, like, it's been a month, it's been crazy. I've been able to kind of, like, collect myself, start finding my love for, like, yoga and stuff, which I definitely used to do. But now, since there's not as many classes going on, I've been doing it at home and then, like, learning things virtually, which has been really cool. So it's been amazing. I'll tell you, having the internet at this time of the year uh, and during the, something like this has really been a big help for a lot of people because sure. if this had happened when I was a kid, man, I would have been screwed. <laughs> I don't know what people would have done. I was thinking about that too because right now everyone's using their laptops, their phones, TVs. If not, I don't know. If people would be going crazy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you can learn a lot from the internet too. You know, I've been seeing all these little free classes you can do on YouTube and stuff like that. You know, how to how to screenwrite. You can even mm -hmm. learn to screenwrite. It's crazy. Exactly. As a dancer, I've been doing my studio has been doing like online Zoom classes, and so I've been taking class on there, which has been amazing because I don't want to stop training. Can't just you know cut it. <laughs> so <it's been> really <laughs> <laughs> that is the hardest thing for anybody that's in the arts is just to stop all of a sudden. It's like you get that that traffic jam in your head and it's yeah. like you don't know how to release it and then it becomes a real mess <laughs> yeah, it's been so confusing because i'm like i need to produce content and keep showing people what i'm doing and i you know so you have to find new ways to do it but it's been a learning experience which is really cool are you good on instagram with that kind of stuff because i'm not <laughs> <laughs> i would say instagram is definitely like the app i use the most and i've been doing the stories and posting as much as possible kind of trying to connect with all the fans and stuff because i like to hear their side of the stories and what's going on in their lives and stuff so it's really cool so tell me a little bit about yourself you're still pretty young when did you get into acting and what made it so special for you yeah, so originally, I'm only 16, so I started dancing when I was seven years old because there was no gymnastics studio in our town that offered flexibility, so I found a dance studio, and that's when I started acrobatics, and then the teachers started ask, like, to ask me to come to their other classes, and then from there, I started doing every style of dance, dancing like seven hours a day. It was amazing, and when I was about nine years old, I did The Lion King at just the local little theater in our town. And right then I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like I loved making people happy and like making them smile when I performed. 
And that's when I realized I was like, man, I really love doing this. But I didn't kind of, it didn't take off so much when I was nine. I started, um, continued dancing, continued acting a little bit. And then when I was 12, I actually danced for Justin Bieber. Oh, wow. on, yeah, on his stage. That was, that moment changed my life because that made me realize really how much I loved it. And from there, that's when I started getting agents and managers reaching out and wanting to work with me. And I was over the moon excited. And when I was about just 14 and a half, 15, kind of more this last past year, I started traveling to L.A. a lot. And that's when I really, really like hopped on pursuing acting with dance. And from there, it's just been an amazing roller coaster. What's your favorite style of dance? You know, I watched my cousins uh, dancing when they were younger. They did tap. They did ballet. They did some hip-hop stuff. What's your favorite? Oh, it's so hard to choose because I do every style, and they're all so different and amazing in their own ways. But I would definitely say hip-hop and contemporary because they're both, like, total opposites. But you can express yourself in, like, so many different ways in them. So definitely those two. That's what I love about dance is that you can literally tell a story by movement. And that's something you can't get in, in other types of art. But you have to be able to tell that story fluently. And exactly. that's what makes it so amazing to be able to do that. Exactly. I know with dance, like, it's crazy because you can be going through something or maybe watching your friend go through something. And I like to express kind of my stress and everything, like, through dance. It's like a way I get everything out. I, it's so amazing. So how did you get this uh, role on Chicken Girls? What is Chicken Girls? What is Bratz TV? So Chicken Girls is um, its own um, series, and it stars Annie LeBlanc, Caden Summerall, and so many other amazing actors. And it started a few years back, and this is the sixth season. And it's about high school life. you got the drama, the boys, and it's, you know, the typical high school kind of thing. It's an amazing show. It's so interesting. And um, what happened was I got an email asking me to do a self-tape to audition for the show this season. And I was in London for Thanksgiving. It was right around that Thanksgiving time in November. And I was so excited. I was like, yes, of course I want to audition. And I was actually on an airplane when I got the email. So I didn't know that I had to submit anything. And I got to the hotel and the Wi-Fi finally turned on on my phone so that I could check it. And I had like a million text messages. They were like, oh, you have to submit this. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So it was I did the audition and it definitely wasn't my best one I've done. I was a little bit nervous about it, but I was like, let's just hope for the best because I really wanted to get it. And I didn't hear back anything for a few days. And then a week later on Thanksgiving, we were eating dinner. It was nighttime. And I got a call from my manager, and she was like, oh, I have some news for you. And I was like, okay, what is it? <laughs> and she was like, you booked the role. And I was, I, it was surreal. I was so excited. And from there, a few days, four days later, I flew back home and then flew right to L.A. to begin filming. Wow. Yeah. So is this Chicken Girls, does it really dive into the, to the you know, some of these little cliques that women get into, that the girls get into in school? where they stab each other in the back and all that kind of crazy yeah. stuff that we see. That is exactly. It's showing you kind of the basic like high school life where it's like we have these groups, the mean girls, the nice girls, or the ones that are kind of going through those confusing times where they don't know how to act. You have the cheerleaders and it's it's so crazy. And it's I think it's a great way to show girls that are growing up right now kind of, you know, people get confused. It happens to everyone, but you'll find your way. You know, when I was in school, I pretty much had all just girlfriends, and I 
you know, so I, I kind of got to see what that was about. But then I'm sitting there looking at it with the guys. They would just punch each other once in a while and it'd be done. You know, no, no other drama than that. Just beat on each other a little bit, maybe throw an insult here and there. Done and over. But it's not that way with women. No, us girls, like, I don't know what it is. We just love to kind of pick each other's buttons where, like, guys, they're all pretty chill and you guys forgive each other easily. And it's like, you know, and girls, there's just a lot of drama. But I try to stay out of that in real life. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Otherwise, it will drive you insane. And I think that's why a lot of the, there's a higher suicide rate for females in school than there is for guys. You know, yeah. guys just let it go off. Or like I said, they go find the person that created, beat them, beat them up a little bit. And then they're hugging and, and, and walking in to the to the store so together fun. the next day. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It's it's so it's really funny, honestly. It's crazy. Where do you see most of that coming from in, in these cliques? Is it with the with the cheerleaders, the more popular girls that or is it some of the ones that just they're they're just feeling like odd and out of place? Nowadays I think it's honestly a mix. With social media and everything, a lot of people like to kind of express what they're going through where it's like Back in the day, maybe I used to think it was maybe the ones who are confused or not doesn't know what's going on. But now I think it's everyone. You really get to see how maybe the cheerleaders or the popular girl, how they have so many things going on in their life, too. And that's a big thing. So if I had to choose, I'd probably say everyone because everyone has their own little things. You know, even me, we all go through crazy times. <laughs> And I know a lot of them don't talk to their parents about stuff that's going on, especially when it gets a little bit crazy. You know, I think they feel like they might be, um, you know, embarrassed to tell their parents what's going on. Will this movie, if they sit down and watch it with their with their kids, kind of help them understand what some of them might be going through? Yeah, this TV show is definitely a big thing where I, it's a family show. Like you can bring your parents and they can watch and really see that maybe they don't notice that their daughter's going through that same stuff. But I think it would definitely show them. Like in this season, um, one of their, her name's Riley Lewis. In the show, um, her character starts kind of having an eating disorder, which is a big thing that I think a lot of teens go through right now. And they're scared to tell their parents where, uh, yeah, I think if you sit down with your mom or dad or any guardian, it would be great to show them. In the, mo in, in the series, does it show like little signs that people can be looking for for stuff like this in case their, their daughter is being, uh, you know, attacked on social media or has a, 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 a eating disorder or something like that? Is there telltale signs that the, that the series kind of brings out that might trigger something with their parents that are watching it at home? For sure. I think there's such a big level of su support in the show where, like, the friends are helping friends, and even though maybe they're mad at each other, they're always going to come and support each other. And even the parents, the parents aren't as much in the show, but you get to see a lot of the kids and what they're going through and how they're being supported, and I think it's a big thing for parents to see, and maybe they don't notice that, like we said, but watching it, I think it would definitely give them a different idea. Now, what's your role in this? What's your character, and what type of background does she come from? What type of things does she do? Does she one of the mean ones, or is she kind of one of the the, the recipients? <laughs> so, my character's name is Sadie this season, and she actually plays TK, um, aka Hayden Summerall's girlfriend in the show. And he's moving back home to Attaway, which is where Chicken Girls takes place. And he was because he was living back in Dallas. So I'm his Texas girlfriend who decides to come and visit him because I missed him and he missed me. So I show up and a lot of drama starts. And that is just, we're starting to see all of that right now. It's coming out um, Tuesday. We'll get to see even more drama that's happening. So people are kind of getting a new feel for the character. 
And she was honestly so much fun to play because she's so different than who I am in real life. So it was really interesting. Was it a challenge to play something that you're not, you know, because sometimes if you have a little bit of similarities, it's easier. But sometimes yeah. if it's completely different, it's a challenge and it could be a, it could be a fun challenge. I mean, it was it was different. It was, of course, it was a little bit challenging, but working with everyone, I really made sure I found the character. And with dance, that also really helped me kind of hop into like the different emotion and really see how Sadie thinks and feels. And I also watched a few movies to kind of get the feel of her and music. And it was really cool. That sounds really cool. Yeah. So what do you like the most about your character and what do you like the least about your character? Oh, definitely her confidence. Her confidence level is amazing. And that's something that I am proud to say I share with her is the similarity that we have, which is really cool. And I like how outgoing she is. And something that I don't as much like about her is she's a little bit, she likes to get involved in everyone's business. <laughs> like, woof, you know, da, da, a little bit. But overall, she's, I mean, her character and who she is is really cool. So, Where's uh, Brat TV uh, seen? Is it on a specific channel or is it its own network? It's actually a YouTube series. So it's its own network on YouTube and it's called Brat TV. And they actually have a lot of other shows which are also amazing. And they take so many amazing um, influencers from social media and put them on the shows. And it's so cool for the fans to be able to see these social media influencers start acting and doing other things. And it's an amazing network. You know, I love the ability that YouTube's brought to the uh, entertainment industry because when I was growing up, if I wanted to make a movie, it wasn't going to happen. I mean, I could make it. I could show it to some of my friends at home with my VCR. That's it. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, what this platform has done is made anybody that has a, a vision and a little bit of passion the ability to produce a full series or a, uh, a web series or short films or full-length features and put them on YouTube for people to enjoy. Exactly. I mean, it's so amazing how, because like you said, like now you can start getting discovered and like you never know these kids over here in my small town could have this amazing talent and now they can produce it to the world where back in the day you really couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just amazing with where our technology's brought us. And I think it's giving a lot of people an opportunity that we just didn't have before. And they probably would have given up on. You know, yeah. I mean, think about it. If you, if you were going to be a, a, in the, uh, a director or movie producer and you had to only rely on getting your stuff in front of a big-time studio, what's the chances of that happening and actually coming to fruition, you know? Exactly. And I think a big thing now, right now, is the app TikTok where all these kids are kind of getting discovered on there, too, because they're maybe showing their hidden talents or showing their funny side and just showing a different side of them, which is so cool. Now, is Brat TV, is that a subscription that you have to subscribe to? Do you have to subscribe to YouTube television, or is it just something you can go up there and watch? You can just search it on Safari and watch it, and it comes up on YouTube, which is also amazing because it's available to all the kids that maybe don't have access to the YouTube TV side. And, yeah, you can just click on, and you can subscribe, which is amazing. I'm sure they love that. They have over 3 million subscribers on their channel, which is amazing. It's really blown up, and... It's so cool because a lot of my friends are kind of getting to discover it now, too, and all these teens are finding it and finding the way to, like, maybe come out and share who they really are. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you want to play a little game? 
Let's play a game. All right, cool. Let's do it. What I try to do is I try to bring people on my television show, and I just throw out one question at them, and, and you got to tell me what, what the first thing that hits your head in about okay. something about you or whatever it is. So, okay. Cool. okay, so let's talk about school first. What's your favorite subject? Uh, science. Science is definitely my favorite subject. What brand of science? Ooh, um, I did biology this past year, and that was really cool. I like biology, too. Yeah. Now, books or television? Television. Television? <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite book that you've read? Ooh, I definitely... I read The Boy in the Striped Pajamas last year, which is a really interesting book because it was really deep, and I really like those books that kind of tell a big story. What's your favorite? Uh, soda. Soda? Uh, Dr. Pepper. I don't nice. Know That's my favorite, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know why, but... <laughs> what's your favorite style of food, and what's your favorite dish? Um, sushi. I love sushi. I don't like fish, but when I order sushi, I get, like, a cucumber roll. I'm big on vegetables. Love them. And what do you do uh, for fun when you're not acting or uh, performing dance? Um, I definitely, my favorite hobby is I love swimming and catching up with my family and hanging out with my friends, going to the beach, living in Florida. Being based out of here is amazing because we can go to the beach and everything. Favorite clothing style? Oh, I'm definitely, I definitely stick to the trends. I would say I can go sometimes with more of a big shirt look or the tighter shirts. It really kind of changes. I, it's so random sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> favorite car and uh, are you about ready to get one okay I just turned 16 so I did get my license and I'm ready to get a car it's hard because I'm always in LA so I can't drive there but I can drive in Florida so I my favorite car like dream car would definitely be a Range Rover convertible <laughs> nice yeah so you're from Florida right yeah that's where I'm born and raised well I'm here too and I know that one of the things around here is theme parks so what's your favorite theme park oh i actually okay we're disney pass holders we go all the time but i love fish gardens too because it's really intense the roller coasters where disney they're a little bit more family friendly but honestly both of them they're so amazing i'm a pass holder too i know i i'm missing that right now so mm -hmm. i really wish we can get back to that but what's your favorite roller coaster Oh, my favorite in Florida would definitely be Shikra at Bush Gardens, or I love um, Expedition Everest at Animal Kingdom. That one's That's amazing. my favorite, too. I like when it goes backwards. <laughs> yeah, yes, me too. We have a lot in common. And, and then my... in California, I love um, Goliath. It's super high drop. Yeah. My, my wife's brother did all the concrete work for, my, uh, for uh, Shikra and Montu and all those things. That's so, so cool. Isn't that oh crazy? My... Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, those they're insane roller coasters. Wow. They are. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, in uh, in uh, what was it, Animal Kingdom? Did you ever ride the flight of Fa flight of passage? Yes, I have. I rid it one time, and it was amazing. Isn't it that was... the most amazing ride you've ever been on? It's so it's... crazy how they can create that, and it's just motion, and yeah, it's insane. It's the closest thing I could ever say to just spreading my arms and flying and being able to fly. <laughs> exactly. I know. You literally feel like you're in that exact spot and it has like the goes up and down. Like, I mean, it's crazy how they can make that. So what is your favorite movie and what's your favorite actor and actress? Oh, this is hard. Favorite movie. I really like ten, um, 10 Things I Hate About You. Or yeah, yeah. 10 Things I Hate About You. That's a really cool movie, and I really enjoyed it. My favorite actor would definitely be... 
Oh, this is so hard. I don't know if I could just choose one. I love Leonardo is definitely amazing. I think he's an amazing actor. And then for actress, I love there's so many amazing ones. I love, let's see, Jennifer Lawrence. Definitely. She's amazing. Well, I think we are off the hot seat now, so you can kind of relax a little bit with that. But yeah. we will be finishing up here because we're running out of time, unfortunately. I could talk to you for a long time because it's a lot of fun. But tell us how people, once again, can find uh, Bratz TV and uh, Chicken Girls. And, of course, if you have anything coming up that's, uh, that's in the works, we'd love to hear about that as well. And tell everybody where they can follow you and, and find you on uh, social media or websites or anything else. Yes, for sure. So definitely, everyone, you should go look up Rat TV. You can search on YouTube, just Rat TV, or you can type in Chicken Girls to watch the newest season, which is season six. And it's a wild one, let me tell you. <laughs> and to find me, you can look me up at Amelie.Anstead on all platforms, which is spelled A-M-E-L-I-E dot A-N-S-T-E-T-T. And lastly, I have a lot of projects right now coming up in the works. And due to Corona, they were kind of postponed, but I'm so excited for everyone to see. So you can follow me on all my platforms to get new updates. Well, thank you for coming on here, having a lot of fun. And I really wish you all the best. Hopefully, this is going to be over soon so you can get back to work and, and get to where you love to, to be the most. And uh, I'd love to see what, you else, what else you have coming out in the future. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking to you. It's so much fun. <laughs> I'm same here. Yes, stay healthy and happy and all of it. And everyone else, make sure you're staying healthy and happy. You too. <laughs> and guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. I'll be right back after this. Do you love horror? The strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends? Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. <laughs> Hey, what's up? I'm Dana Davis from Lifetime Suburban Slingers Club, also from Heroes, from Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and from Shira. You're listening to AME Radio. everybody we got on the line with us a special guest she's an author uh her name is jen sugarmeyer and she is, wrote the book reset five steps to reclaim your life you thought you lost and learn to love yourself and i'll tell you what there's probably a lot of this going around right now and so it, it's a very timely subject welcome to the show jen how you doing today i'm excellent thanks for having me well thank you for coming on the show now tell me a little bit about yourself when did you decide you wanted to write a book 
and how many books have you written? So I, I decided, so I'll, I'll back up a little bit. So my story really, uh, it, it started decades ago um, when uh, I was really living this double life for, for a very long time. I started out with an eating disorder, and, and once I got a handle on that, um, one addiction led into another, and then here I was in my mid-30s, and I had this complete double life. I was an alcoholic. I was running in and out of jails and, and, and hospitals and into the office, so I just had a completely unmanageable life. And I had tried for about a decade to, to really get a handle on what was happening in my life. And, um, and finally, I, I found the Reset Program. It's, it's my own program. And, and that's how I reclaimed the life I thought I, that I lost. And so it was about eight months into my sobriety that I decided I wanted to write about it um, because if, if I could make this transformation in my life through this program, then others could as well. So, um, so that's a little bit about my, my background, but I started writing it on my one-year sobriety date, actually. Wow. Yeah. You know, I know how that affects people because I know a lot of friends that have addictions and some of it's to some serious drugs, some of it's to alcohol, some of it's to gambling. And I know that that can completely engulf your life. And it's hard to fathom that when you're not into those types of things. And and it, it seems like it's so easy just to step away. All you have to do is just say no, you know, but it's not that easy. And to reclaim that, that's, that had to be one heck of a, of a, of a uh, trial that you had to go through. It was, you know, and, and like I said, it, it took me 10 years to really, uh, to, to get over it. And, you know, my story is unique to me in the sense that, yes, I had my own trials that I went through. But as I started talking to more and more people, I realized that all of us are going through a life story. And we've all had life that has piled on us. And I think so many of us have become disconnected with ourselves. And so even though my story has a lot of addiction and, you know, domestic abuse, and there's a lot of, you know, being in and out of jails and hospitals and all of that, that's unique to me. But I think Really, what I what I went through was those were the symptoms where I was the problem, and and I really had to to dig in and and get to be reacquainted with myself, and and approaching it from that angle is really what took me in my life that was full of dysfunction, um, and 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 brought it into where it is today, which is just amazing. So, you know, a lot of people that have problems in their lives, especially like me you know, I don't necessarily like myself. And I think that's one of the hardest things for me to um, just function in life. How important is that to be able to, to reclaim yourself? I, I think that is, you know, the, the, I was dating a gentleman and he told me the seven words that catapulted me into all of this. And he said, Jen, you need to learn to love yourself. And I will stand by that through and through that those seven words have so much power in them. I, I believe, you know, that when we are, are loving ourselves, then, then we are able to, to, to give more than we could. And I mean, it's just, it's amazing. When I started becoming my biggest advocate instead of my worst enemy, everything in my life changed. And, and it, it was, it was a journey. It was a road. It was hard. It was tough, but. You know, when, when you really reacquaint with that person, it is just amazing the things that even you're capable of doing. It's, it's unbelievable. 
Now, I've always wondered this question. You know, we know, I, I know that that's one of the reasons to get to where you are. Why is it that that's so important? What causes that no. if you don't to, to, to throw you off track? Yeah, I, I mean, it, I, it, well, the way I look at this, I mean, I, for so many years, I internalized all of these things. And at the end of the day, it was only me, like at the end, closing my eyes and seeing the back of my eyelids, right? And so it wasn't all of these other people. And so life just piles on, but life isn't the one that's having to deal with it. It's just us. So we have to, we have to shift that dichotomy and say, no, no, I'm not taking all of this stuff that's happening and shifting that and saying, you know what? I'm going to become that powerhouse and you can fuel. It's like, you know, when, when you, when you go to the gym and you're getting that muscle memory and you start to build your metabolism and you can make your body into a machine. And that's what it does when you shift that dichotomy and you start to love from the inside out. You're just building instead of having kind of an outward, um, outward look on everything where life can just pile on you. You've got to fight it from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Now, when you wrote your book, obviously people have different things for, you know, different ailments that keep them, you know, back and keep them from going forward in their lives. Does this particular system that you come up that you came up with work for just about anything other than, you know, just maybe addictions or maybe just from abuse or or uh eating disorders or anything like that? Can it work for really anything in your life? Yes. Yes. And so when I worked with my coach, she said, "Who is your target audience?" And I said, "Everybody." And she was like, "I said, then that's nice. You can't. <laughs> you have to have like an audience." But the reality is, is that I really, truly, I built this, not even really for people with addictions. That's just my story um, or things that I've gone through. That's just my relatable, you know, I'm, I'm showing you who I am and, and what worked for me. But it's really meant for anyone who has become disconnected with themselves, looked in the mirror and said, I don't recognize you anymore. And there are things in my life that I'm just not comfortable with. How do I get back? And and it's for that person who looks in the mirror and says just that. You know, I think we have a lot of those out there. And some of it, believe it or not, it, it starts at the ages of like 14, 15. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they get they get confused. They get they get off track, too. And, and sometimes they're influenced to go into different directions, whereas an adult isn't necessarily influenced by other people. But... Um, you know, different situations that push us there. So can can this happen to kids too? That's where my story started. I mean, I my eating disorder started when I was 12 years old. And just to kind of give you a little glimpse of what my life looked like, I'm six foot one today. And I was, oh, I don't know. I was probably 5'10", 5'11", when I was 12. I was very tall, real fast, and it was very awkward for me. And, and the thought of being tall and, I mean, all of these things, it was just, it was hard for me because I didn't want to be different. And, and so, I mean, kids are so impressionable. And, and whereas when I was a kid, I just wanted to be, quote, unquote, normal. I wanted to be like everybody else. And I didn't realize how amazing it is to be different, right? And I would prefer to be different these days. So I, I you know, this eating disorder just took over my life. And so absolutely kids are are, are you know, they're listening, they're observing, they're they're internalizing. That's where a lot of this started. So my that's why I said my journey started decades ago, and I didn't even really realize what was going on. So I think that they're huge, critical, um, you know, just to, to get in front of and, and talk to. Mm. 
Now, I'm a little curious. I, mean, I don't want you to give away too, too much, but I, what are the five steps? I want these people to be able to read the book, but I think giving them an idea of what the steps could be and, and that might intrigue them to go read the book even more because they'll learn how to do that. So what are the five steps, if you don't mind? So at a high level, it's recognize, eliminate, structure, elevate, and transform. And within each of those, it's working different um, principles, if you will. So recognizing, first and foremost, that there is something in your life that needs to change. And, you know, so many of us are like, well, Monday, Monday is the day that it's going to start. No, January 1st, January 1st is going to start. Nope, this is the last weekend. I promise this is it. There's no more of that. You want to commit to change. Recognizing is all about committing to that change, and we work on different principles there. And eliminating, we really start to get into the mind and what is it that, that is holding you down? What is toxic? What can you eliminate from your life that's just noise that we can get rid of, that we can start to clear out the clutter to figure out purpose? Um, and uh, structure is about putting boundaries in your life and, and really making you into a shield so that when, when things start to come in that you can block them. So... Um, so there's a little bit on the, on the first three, but then uh, it's, it's elevating and transform. And, and really the goal is, is to look at this as a holistic approach to your life and not something that you listen to once or read once, but that it becomes a lifestyle and so that you really become your best advocate every day forever, not just I read something that made me feel good once and uh, I think I remember some of it. Now, Everybody gets to a point where they re- where they recognize that change is necessary to be able to go forward. Because if somebody's not ready to change, obviously nothing you you will help them be able to do to get there will work. So one of the things I think that we could all probably understand and and face when we're going to go through that change to to better ourselves is fear. You know, sometimes we're we're scared of what we're going to become. Sometimes we're scared of changing the past because it's something we're comfortable with and it's it's been our everyday life for so long and they don't know what it's going to be like without that. So how do you overcome the fear to even start to try to change yourself for the better? And even though you are going for the better, sometimes people get scared. How do you overcome mm-hmm. that fear? Yeah, that, and that's a, that's a really good question. And I think a lot of times because we're either living in the past or we're living in the future. And a lot of what Elevate um, talks about is um, really focused around being present and being in the moment. And we have so much that we're holding on to in the past, and then we're so fearful of what's going to happen in the future. But if we can shift that and just focus on the here and the now. And then there are also other, um, you know, things about, you know, forgiveness and this doesn't mean forget but that you make that decision that things are not going to that you're not going to allow them to impact your life um it's accepting it's you know for some people it can be connecting with a higher power and and giving that up or however that may be but let go forgiveness accepting um and and believing in in yourself and and with all of those being present I mean, you can really take fear and reduce it down to, to almost negligible when you just start working on it and you start to see your, your vision clearly. Now, with your steps here, um, obviously it's something you can do by yourself, but is it something that maybe it would be, be a good idea to have somebody like be there for you, like a coach or 
just a just somebody like a confidant to talk to and help you get through this because sometimes you know we fall and and it's hard to stay on track sometimes so is is having like a coach or a confidant or anybody that you can rely on to help you get through this is is that important too I, I absolutely I mean I, I so the the program is designed that you can do it on your own as well and actually I'm working on an online program so people can go out and really do an even more in-depth program and walk through it by themselves but regardless of just reading the book or if you do an online program it's always good to talk to someone just to get it out um, you know and I offer uh, one-on-one coaching services as well and I take on a, no- a limited number of clients but I, I would always encourage people, uh, and part of the motivation to, to get this book into writing was because I talked to so many people that were, that didn't want to go into group settings or didn't, so I wanted to give them something to get started with, but I will never discourage talking with a coach or a mentor. That is also very helpful in healing. Yeah, I think that's true. And, you know, that's, uh, that's one of the things that I think I've seen with the most with people is that, you know, they do fall off and sometimes they just need that extra courage and, you know, that extra encouragement to be there. And that just sometimes they don't even need to talk to them. They just need to know that they're there in case they need them as like a security blanket. Right. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about some of the success stories that you've heard from people that have uh, taken your book. Have you gotten any success stories? Have you gotten any uh, feedback from it and how it's helped them? And maybe that will also encourage people to want to change if they need this and use your book to do so. Yeah, you know, I've, I've had a lot of really good feedback and from all ages. Um, and, and it's just been really amazing to, to hear. Um, and I, I had a woman recently who read the book and reached out and she was 70 years old. And, um, you know, and the things that she was dealing with in, in her life and even within her children's lives, she was able to relate better. Um, and she was, she felt stronger, and it helped with her marriage even. We're talking about women in their 70s. Um, I had another lady who, who um, had lost her mother and read the book, and she said that it was wildly impactful. So I think there's so many of us um, that at different stages of our lives can relate to it in, in some capacity because there are so many different topics that are, that are discussed. And, and it really ties the brain together and, and making us stronger and, and encouraging us to be at our best. So whether that's losing our parents or, um, you know, things going on with our children or whatever, that is life. And that's what this book was written for. It's people that are dealing with life and how do you make sure that you stay on track even when life doesn't seem like it's on track. Yeah, that's true. And I think a lot of people... Uh, don't understand that life is cruel. Um, it, it's not necessarily meant to be, you know, a simple little walk through the park. And, and so, therefore, when things do happen and we do fall off, it's not necessarily that we're a bad person. It's just life. And But mm-hmm. it, it is nice to know that you can get back to where you want to be. It just takes a little bit of passion, a little bit of uh, encouragement, and a little bit of uh, uh, inspiration from you to want to wanna get there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. So tell me a little bit about where people can find your book, and is, do you have anything uh, like a website that people can can go to? I know you're talking about some of these really cool online uh, tutorials and stuff like that. Uh, tell us where we can find this stuff, and tell us uh, uh, where they can buy the book. 
So the book is available on most major um, online retail stores, so Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's on a lot of e-readers. Um, but you can also go, and my website is the hub for everything, and that could be you know, how to reach me for motivational speeches or a one-on-one coaching. I mentioned I'll have the online coaching uh, program here available at some point shortly. Um, but it's jensugarmeyer.com, and I am the one and the only Jen Sugarmeyer. So as long as you spell sugar with an E, you are bound to find me. So jensugarmeyer.com, and that's the hub for everything. Um, and you can find... I just put a, a freebie out there. It's, it's on how to reconnect with yourself. Um, I think I call it the guide to happiness. Uh, and so I'd encourage people to go out there, grab the freebie, and just use this time, um, you know, to really reconnect and, and dig deep down inside with you. And you'll also find the link for, for everything else within jensugarmeyer.com. And I know we're kind of in a weird time here where we really don't know what's going to happen. I know things are trying to get back to normal, but it's, it's, it's going to get normal in, in the, in time. However, with this downtime that we have, how, is this a good time to maybe start this process? I, there is no better time than right now. I, I believe we have been gifted time and we won't get this, hopefully. Hopefully none of us will have anything like this again in our lifetime. Um, but, you know, we we have the choice of how we want to look at this at this time. And we can we can look at it optimistically or, or not. And so I believe that this is really the time that we say, okay, what are the things that we want to address? And, and maybe it's projects around the house. Maybe it's about finding a new hobby. But certainly one of those things is, how can we improve ourselves? And so when we come out of all this, that we're even stronger and better than we were before. So I think it's a perfect time to, to get started on this. I couldn't agree more. And I'm glad you were able to come on at this time. And I'm so glad that we were able to talk. I really hope that your book will help a lot of people because I know, you know, we're not the only one out there, even though sometimes we think we are. Um, there are other people that are struggling through this too. And, you know, it's, it's something you can take a hold of and, you know, fix it. And that's the good part. It's not something you cannot fix. No matter what you did in your lifetime or what happened in your lifetime, it can be fixed with just a little bit of work and a little bit of encouragement. So thank you for coming on here and sharing your book and sharing this this wisdom with with me and my listeners. I really hope that you're going to be able to help a lot of people along the way. Great. Thank you. That's the goal. appreciate you having me. Absolutely. All right, guys, that was... uh, that was Jen Sugarmeyer, and she, again, has the book Reset, Five Steps to Reclaim Your Life. You, uh, you thought you lost, and learn to love yourself. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got more. Don't go anywhere. Jason Dowd of Imagination Art Studios is proud to announce the release of his steampunk collection, which is currently on tour across the country. There you will see beautiful handmade masks from Venice, Italy that accentuate beautiful women to create amazing stories and feelings to those who visit the collection. Each photo series has a theme, mask, authentic props, and beautifully elaborate outfits, all collaborated in the mind of Jason Dowd to create the right emotion and feeling. The masks come from a shop at Epcot at the Italian Pavilion, where all these photos are on display for you to see. This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. 
Twitter is at Dow Studios, and Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them. Hi, this is Dina Martin, and you are listening to the AME Radio Show. It's fantastic. One of my favorites. All right, we are back. You know, I had a great time with our guests today. I hope you did too. I hope that they showed you some new things that they got going on that you can take advantage of during this particular quarantine and, uh, you know, and maybe further. And I hope that their story inspired you also to follow your own dreams, whatever that may be. So it looks like some of these uh, restrictions are starting to come down a little bit. We're starting to reopen our country again, which I'm really excited for. You know, I stopped being afraid of this thing a long time ago. And I'll tell you why. When I started really looking at the numbers, it says that almost 20% more people in America have had this virus and didn't even know it. And if you look at that, that means we're into the millions. So when you look at the death rate of this, it's actually about one, less than 1% of the population that gets it dies. So it's not as, um, it's not as deadly as it once was, or as, as, as we thought it was. And because of that... You know, I realize that most of the people that got it survive it. And the people that I do know that have had it, uh, most of them didn't even go to the hospital. Some of them didn't even realize they had it. So I, I stopped being afraid of this thing. And I'm really, I really am a big proponent of not being afraid of it. Because if we are, first of all, it's never going to go away. No matter how we look at it, it's going to be like the flu. We're always going to have to be dealing with this. So what do we do? Do we hide from everything that, that comes our way that's a little scary, that might get us sick, might get us to the hospital, might even kill us? Well, you know what? We have the same, we have the same chances of getting the flu, and we have the same chances of dying from the flu as we do the coronavirus. Uh, you can die from the common cold. You can die from a lot of different things. So is this really worth being cooped up in our house for the rest of our lives, not living our lives? I don't think so. Many of you may know or they or you may not know, I have MS. I'm a high-risk person for all of this stuff, the flu, for the coronavirus, whatever, and I there's a good chance that I will die if I get this. But I've been spending my last 20 years not letting this vi- not letting MS control me and not letting it run my life. Yet I'm sitting here fighting a disease that is killing me, trying to stay away from something that may not kill me. That doesn't make sense to me. So I'm really looking forward to everything opening up again. I think we need to always be cautious. I mean, just with anybody's health, you need to be ca- you need to be cautious with, with your health. But maybe this will start to make us remember to wash our hands more. Maybe sanitize our hands more with hand sanitizer. Uh, clean our houses more. You know, that's what I'd like to see from this. But not be kept away from our friends and our family and, and stuck inside of a house and not be able to, to work or, or do what we love to do because that's not living. That's being a prisoner. And I refuse to let anything keep me a prisoner except for my own self. Now, if you want to stay like that and, and that's what makes you feel safe and happy, then do that. That's your prerogative. That's what I love about America. We have these options. But for me, I want to get out there, and I'm, I'm not scared of the risk anymore. I'll take the risk over, over what we're going through with right now. 
So that's my final thoughts on stuff on, on this particular thing. I can't wait to see what what's going to happen when it opens up. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to go to a restaurant and I'm going to go watch a movie. That's what I'm going to do when we open up this country again. Okay, so that's all I have left for uh, today, guys. I really hope that you'll join us again next week. We're on Friday and Saturday, a whole bunch of different outlets, AMFM247, WKLAP.com, RadioLove.com, Phoenix Broadcasting, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, and more. To see all that, go to our website and go to the Find Us page on the radio section. Until next week, guys, keep those creative juices flowing. Good night, everybody. That's the end. We're done. Calm down, people. Calm down. Okay, that's it.